Welcome to Second in Command, brought to you by COO Alliance, where top-level COOs share the insights, tactics, and strategies that made them the chief behind the chief. And now, here's your host, Cameron Harold. Hi, everyone. Welcome to, I guess we're going to call this episode zero of the Second in Command podcast, the chief behind the chief. I just wanted to give you a bit of a rundown as to why we decided to start the Second in Command podcast and um, kind of where the the ideas and information and benefits are going to really come from. So I guess it all really started for me around 11 years ago. Um, I was at an event called the EO, which is the Entrepreneurs Organization Global University, and it was in Las Vegas. And it was about a week or so after I'd left 1-800-GOT-JUNK, where I had been the second in command for about seven years, but I'll, I'll get into that in a little bit later. But at the conference, something occurred to me. I was around 1,200 other CEOs and entrepreneurs from all over the world who were involved in the entrepreneurs organization. I'd actually been a member of the entrepreneurs organization from 1995 until 2000, and then left and um, was the chief operating officer from 1-800-GOT-JUNK from 2000 until 2007. So this EO University was around 2007, about a week or so after I'd left 1-800-GOT-JUNK. And what occurred to me was I didn't fit. I I really didn't fit in. I wasn't an entrepreneur, even even having been the second in command at 1-800-GOT-JUNK, I was really the COO, not the CEO. And this entire conference, this entire event, was really there for entrepreneurs. Um, and what occurred to me was during this, the past seven years that I'd been the COO for 1-800-GOT-JUNK, and in all the time that I'd been building the company and getting all the extraordinary press and getting all the accolades, and again, I'll talk about that in a second, I kept going to entrepreneur events, you know, EO events and YPO events and strategic coach events and events that were largely focused on the entrepreneur. And I was going because I was trying to grow my skills and learning how to grow the company. But what I realized was the events weren't there for me. Um, The content was always at the 30,000 foot level. In fact, even a lot of the podcasts we listen to today and the the blogs that we read and the press we read about entrepreneurial stories when we're trying to learn about building entrepreneurial companies are really more meant for the entrepreneur. They're not often meant for the operator or for the second in command. The content always kind of seemed to be around, you know, the 30,000 foot level. And people at the conferences, especially at this EO event, weren't thinking like operators. In a good way, they were dreamers. They were visionaries. Their, their focus was different and it was supposed to be different. It was supposed to be on different things. But I really felt like the odd man out, um, largely because I wanted to know how to do everything. I was kind of obsessed with getting things done. And I realized that I wanted my own tribe. I was kind of walking around this 1200 person conference feeling like I didn't fit in as much as I wanted to, and I really wanted to be able to talk to people that were more focused on getting it done, more focused on the operations and the execution. And the reality is I'd spent the better part of 20 years as either a second in command for a variety of companies or even as a franchisee uh, when I really got my business start back in 1986 at a company called College Pro Painters. I was a franchisee. I was never really running my own business. I was really running someone else's. And in all the cases, I was building companies for other people. You know, I actually had the skills to make their dreams happen, um, and I didn't really know anyone else like me. I was, I was surrounded by all these entrepreneurs because I didn't really get the normal nine-to-five employees, uh, and I understood the entrepreneurs, but I also thought differently than them. In fact, it was around 2008, about six months after I'd left 1-800-GOT-JUNK, 
I was speaking at a conference and it was a, a gazelles event that was put on by Vern Harnish. Vern was the founder of the entrepreneurs organization and he now runs gazelles and has written Rockefeller habits and uh, another book called scaling up runs some amazing events, but I was speaking at the conference and when I walked off stage, somebody came up to me and said, Oh my gosh, you're Cameron. And I kind of laughed and I went, yeah, what's up? And he said, well, for years, people have been saying, I need a Cameron. And he said, I thought it was a saying. I thought it was like a BHAG or a, a mission statement. He said, I thought a Cameron was a saying. I didn't realize it was a person. He goes, now I realize what they were talking about all these years was I need someone like you, someone like Brian at 1-800-GOT-JUNKHEAD, helping him make his dreams happen. He goes, I just realized that you were the Cameron. That really stuck out for me that I realized again, here I was now at another event for entrepreneurs. And I was the camera and I was the person behind the scenes making someone else's dreams come true. The reality was my path was different. It was really different from most. Um, and I was actually groomed as an entrepreneur from a very young age. In fact, I, I did a TEDx talk back in 2010, I think it was, around raising kids as entrepreneurs. And it's how I was raised to be an entrepreneur. It's not about me being good at raising entrepreneurs. It's how I was raised as an entrepreneur. It's still on the main TED website. It's had millions of views. But I was raised to think entrepreneurial. And I think that was a, a good kickstart for me. I also actively reached out to formal and informal mentors over the years, you know, people that I kept learning from. And my R&D always stood for rip off and duplicate. I really wanted to find the shortcuts and find the better way. But instead of me trying to figure it out all the time, I just kept trying to find companies and people that were doing a great job and I would do what they did. And I think that largely started for me in really my first true business. When I was 20 years old, I was awarded a franchise of a group called College Pro Painters, which is the largest residential house painting company in the world. And I was a franchisee for three years. And while I was a franchisee in college, you know, I had 12 full-time employees my first summer running a franchise. We were trained in everything. We were trained in sales and marketing and operations and finance goal setting, planning. Um, we were really trained in hiring, leading people, coaching, delegation. We were given so many skills at a very young age of running businesses, but they were very templated and systemed skills, skills that I still carry with me today. And I think that became the start of my very operational journey because even though I thought of myself as an entrepreneur, the reality was as a franchisee, I was operating the systems that someone had given me. So I was really in this kind of a second in command role. I then went on to work for the franchisor of College Pro Painters where I was certified in all kinds of skills and skills like situational leadership, delegation, problem solving, team management, meetings, interviewing, conflict management, problem solving, you know, all kinds of skills that we would be trained and certified in over the years. And I also coached and, and mentored 120 entrepreneurs uh, in the four years I worked at the head office. In fact, I actually hired and trained Kimball Musk, who's Elon's brother, to be a franchisee for College Pro. And I also trained their cousin, Peter Reeve, who went on to be the second in command for Solar City. Um, so I trained both of them as, as entrepreneurs a long time ago. But again, I was very focused on training and working with the second in commands. When I left College Pro Painters, I got involved with a group called Boyd Auto Body. Um, it's now the largest collision repair chain in the world. In the United States, it operates as Gerber Auto Collision and Boyd Auto Body in Canada. But I got to cut my teeth on really seeing if I understood business and could I replicate it with adults. And sure enough, we could. We did lots of acquisitions and we rolled out a large brand and grew a big franchise network quite quickly. That company ended up going public and I left 
and became the president of a private currency company. In fact, it's kind of funny that, that the, all this rage that we have now around Bitcoin and Ethereum and all these private currencies, I was running a private currency 20 years ago. Um, it's now a publicly traded company called ITEX, but we had companies like Starwood Hotels and Budget Rent-A-Car, Hard Rock Cafe, um, The Rob Report, Bose Stereo. They were all accepting our digital currency instead of the US dollar. And I got to learn a lot more there again about operational growth and execution. Um, and then after leaving ubarter.com, I went on to become the chief operating officer at 1-800-GOT-JUNK. And when I walked into the head office, we had 14 people at the head office. Um, small, small operation. I think we had 14 franchises at the time. And when I left six and a half years later, we were operating in 330 cities. Uh, we were in four countries, 46 states. And we'd gone from 2 million to 106 million in revenue. And we had 3,100 employees system-wide. And I got to run everything except IT and finance. Um, through my whole tenure there, I ran all, all the areas of the business, operations, sales, PR, national account sales, the call center, franchise operations, everything really reported into me except IT and finance through my tenure there. And I got to be you know, involved in board roles, but again, very operational getting to run Brian's vision and build his company. And we got all kinds of awards. You know, we were ranked as the number two company in British Columbia to work for. Uh, we ranked, sorry, number two in Canada to work for, and we twice ranked number one in British Columbia to work for. Um, just an amazing culture, lots of great growth. And then I decided to leave there. Brian and I decided it was time for me to go on and he needed the next COO to take us really from the hundred million to the billion mark. And I started coaching entrepreneurs and coaching CEOs. And right now I've got 18 CEOs from around the world who invest 80,000 a year for me to coach them. And I coach they and their second in commands, sometimes even people on their leadership team. But I, I work with them on operations and execution and growth. A lot of the content that we'll you know, certainly be covering through the, the second in command podcasts. Um, I've been lucky enough to author four books. My first book came out seven years ago called Double Double, which is really all the systems on how to double your revenue and profit in three years or less. My second book came out called Meetings Suck, and that's actually written for every employee at every company to read. It's really to put an end to people complaining about meetings because 30% of the book is how to run meetings, 30% is how to attend and participate and show up at meetings, and then the last third of the book is what meetings you need to have to run a truly successful high-growth company. Uh, my third book I co-authored with Hal Elrod, and we came out with a book called The Miracle Morning for Entrepreneurs, which has had huge success. We had Lewis Howes write the foreword for that. We've got some success stories about the morning success habits from a number of great entrepreneurs from around the world. And then my last book that just came out is called Vivid Vision. And it's really codifying the vision process that entrepreneurial companies and business leaders need to really get everyone on the same page. And it's how to get all of your employees, suppliers, and customers truly seeing what the entrepreneur sees. And it's really a, a key piece for the second in command to have because when the second in command is clear on what the entrepreneur wants to build, we can then help them make that happen. So I guess really what followed in, um, in building all those companies has been 10 years of me coaching and mentoring CEOs around the world. Um, but the growth for me really didn't stop there. You know, virtually every entrepreneur I coached wanted me to start coaching their second in command and their leadership teams too. And that was really the, the foundational start for the COO Alliance, which we started around 18 months ago now. Three of my second in commands that I was coaching, I was coaching the COO and the CEO, Three of the COOs asked if we could pull together an event for the second in command. So we started the COO Alliance and we've now got members from three countries that come to Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, we've got five events a year in Scottsdale and they pick three of the five to come to. 
Um, so that was really the foundation of the COO Alliance. And the CEOs that I've been coaching started to realize, and I started to realize that they weren't really the person to put all of the ideas and systems into place. Um, it was great for them to know what needed to be done, but they often didn't have the skill sets to make sure it got done. So that was really where coaching their second in command or getting the tools and the systems into the place of the second in commands really made a big difference. So I guess fast forward today, my life is completely different, um, pretty unrecognizable from what it was 10 years ago when I was you know, working inside of a company and helping someone else's dreams come true. Now I've, I guess in the last 10 years, I've done paid speaking events in 28 countries on five continents. Um, I actually just got an email this morning from a group in Peru, which would knock off the sixth continent for me to do speaking in. So I'm trying to continue to get the systems out there and into the hands of the people that are actually making dreams come true. And I guess, you know, as Charlie Munger, who's Warren Buffett's second in command, always said, everyone learns from experience, but I'd rather learn from the experience of others. And that's really why I wanted to start this second in command podcast was to get the great ideas from all these other COOs into the hands and into the, the heads of, of people like them, um, so that, you know, people like, like you who are listening now. So I also invest in my own growth. I've been a member of the Genius Network for four years. I attend a group called Mastermind Talks. This will be my sixth year going to Mastermind Talks. I've been a part of another group called Maverick, um, Go Abundance, another event that I've gone to. I've also attended Strategic Coach. I'm in Dan Sullivan's 10X program at Strategic Coach. I'm in my seventh year now at Strategic Coach. And, and next week, I'll be going to the main stage TED conference again for my sixth time at that. And I think it's investing in myself and investing in those ideas um, that have helped me grow. And really, it's, it's where some of my connections will be that will pull some of these seconding commands to interview for the podcast and also some of the ideas that I'll continue to share. So on the podcast, not only will I be sharing the systems that I've learned over all these years and the systems that we've used to grow all these companies, but we'll also be interviewing other brilliant COOs. Um, you know, in starting the COO Alliance and now launching the COO Alliance City Forums and, and even this second in command podcast, The Chief Behind the Chief, I'm hoping to not only share my experience and growth with you, but that you'll also learn from our amazing second in command guests. Um, so it's going to be amazing to, to interview so many um, amazing second in commands. And the reason I want to do this is the media really often just interviews the CEO, you know, the entrepreneur. And, and we get all kinds of press and podcasts where the entrepreneurs are getting interviewed. But I really want you to hear the rest of the story. You know, it's great that we hear from the visionary, but I want to hear from the integrator. I want to hear and learn from the chief behind the chief, the one who's actually making the dreams come true. And the reality is that every successful entrepreneur has a Cameron. Um, and this podcast is for, for you. It's for, it's for you to be able to learn from the rest of the Camerons or the rest of the COOs out there. And also selfishly for me to learn from them. I mean, I'm going to continue to learn from all of these second commands that I get to interview with and, and bring into the COO Alliance as well. So the podcast is really for all great business leaders to learn from the successes and failures of some of the great second in commands from brands that we know or should know. Um, I also plan to ask them lots of questions around vision and operations, execution, culture, meetings, alignment with their CEO, and how to grow truly great companies and leaders. You know, I've often said that, that a leader's job is to grow people, and I want to learn from these amazing COOs how they grow people as well. So subscribe to the podcast. Um, I don't know whether you click down below or off to the side, but rate it for us as well, but subscribe as well and, and share it with others. Share it with your tribe, you know, share it on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter for us and make sure that we continue to share these ideas and also drop us an email, drop us a note either in the comments or send us an email 
um, so that we know what other second in commands you'd like us to interview on this podcast, The Chief Behind the Chief as well. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being a part of the second in command podcast and everything we're doing and trying to grow the chief behind the chief. You've been listening to second in command with Cameron Harold. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe to learn more best practices from industry leading COOs. Please visit COOalliance.com.